you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. It's Friday, December 1st, and you're listening to NFL Total Access. The podcast. Those are the voices of today's special guests. They are colleagues in this building. They are friends out of it. And yet they are enemies in one thing, picks and score predictions for NFL games. This is a pair of glorious fools. Glorious because they are setting the pace at the front of the pack around here in their game picks. Fools because they insist on saying yes to my request for their presence on this pod. Please welcome former NFL quarterback, current NFL analyst Chase Daniel, and the host of NFL Total Access, the broadcast, the Sweet Potato Kid, Mike Yam. Welcome back, boys. You know yeah. he he's Thank getting used to being in the business. Chase is. You oh, know why? Because the he there it is. Uh, because if like you it, if you no. call him an analyst, he doesn't like. But he didn't flinch. Call me an no, expert. No, fl- <laughs> call you an expert. Yeah, I'm not an analyst. <laughs> okay. By the way, look at this guy. Call me an expert. Call me an expert. Only up by six against the novice. If I knew you better, my comeback would have been, well, prove that you are one. But truth be told, you have proved that you are one, and you're proving it every day. Mike Yam, you too. Um, Let me ask you real quick, Chase. The Sweet Potato Kid is empirically a great nickname. Yeah. Um, What's yours? That's awesome. I don't have one. You really don't? You never had a nickname. Growing up, high school. It was Chaser. Chaser? Yeah, as my mom called me. Because you drank a lot? Yeah, well, growing up, those sixth grade years were tough, man. I'll tell you what. No, no, absolutely not. Your mom um, called you Chaser? That's yeah. kind of awesome. Can that I call you that? That is kind of awesome. Sure, okay. Yeah, whatever you want. Did I'm you good. have a, 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 a sibling that you chased around the house? No, no. I was just always moving. So there's no context, just a, yeah. just a riff on the name. I was named after the old, and I, and I never watched it, but the show Dallas, I don't know if anyone out there has seen it, but there was a guy named Chase, and they liked the name, so I was named after that. And then yeah, it went to that. playing sports. Yeah, I know, right? And I, I, the see, fact I that feel I like I'm certainly the Dallas generation who shot. Not Jr. Yeah, I don't yeah, remember yeah, there being yeah, a yeah. character there was a, there was a TV named show, Chase. Uh, maybe it didn't last very long, but my parents loved it. Oh, no, it lasted forever. a long time. Yeah. And the and the the Who Done It, uh, which was a cliffhanger at the end of one season of Dallas, and it began the other. It was like one of the most watched television shows in of history. All, in history, yeah. yeah. So yeah. yeah, that was a Chaser. very popular show, Chase. Bro, I'm going with that. Today. Like all right. It. Well, yeah, listen. Yeah. Until Mike catches you in the game He's picks and me. score predictions game, we're just going to call you Chased. Chase Daniel. Daniel. So Chase defense, by the way, <laughs> leads our season-long competition by six games. His overall record, 119 and 62. Yammer's record, a very respectable, 113 and 68. Now, both of our experts went 11 and 5 last week. They were both wrong about the Lions, the Saints, and the Vikings, which puts them in a small group of about, you know, 300 million people. We were all wrong (laughs) on the Lions, the Saints, and the Vikings. Best picks of the week for me belong to Yams, who picked both the Giants and the Broncos to win, which they did. Now, this duo's rather stunning overall records do include last night's projections for a Cowboys victory. A lot to unpack there. 
and we will do that today. We'll also ask these men to explain a couple of the predictions they have made this week in a segment I'm calling Paint the Pick. Mike and Chase uh, disagree on two games, including the unquestioned game of the week, Niners and Eagles in Philly. I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts on that one, gentlemen. Then again, if Niners-Eagles is the game of the week, it's going to have to work pretty damn hard to beat this. Fourth down and two from the 50. Smith rushed by Parsons. He couldn't get it away. It was at the foot of DJ Dallas, and the Micah Parsons pressure forces an incomplete pass, and Dallas will hold on to win it at home. Okay, so that moment of Micah harassment, kind of a rare moment of defensive excellence last night on a night in which a parade of points marched into AT&T Stadium. Final score, Cowboys 41, Seahawks 35. Cowboys came into this one favored by nine and a half, and the total for this game was 47 and a half. Well, Dallas won by six, and the two teams combined to put up a final total of 76 points. On the losing side, gentlemen, some stats. Geno Smith was 23 for 31, 334 yards, three touchdowns, one pick, had a rushing touchdown as well. Gino was let down by a couple of crucial drops in this game. Jackson Smith and Jigba and Tyler Lockett both failing to come up with big catches in big moments. Gino takes the shotgun snap. Now he looks. He's going to throw. What a throw! Just could not quite get to it. Tyler just could not get his hands on the ball. Oh, my goodness. Zach Charbonnet, a solo act, of course, without Kenny Walker, had 19 carries for 60 yards and a tug. DK Metcalf, certainly the big fantasy winner on the night. Hope you didn't listen to those telling you to sit him. DK had had six receptions, 134 yards, and three touchdowns, none better than this one. Gino steps up, throws the slam. What a catch! There he goes! DK! 40, 30, 20, 10, 5! Touchdown! Seahawks! 73 yards! DK Metcalf on a perfect slant route thrown by Gino Smith! Holy catfish! What a way to start this one! How Gino Chase got that pass between two or three defenders is beyond me. A moment of next-level velocity from a guy with a rep for accuracy. Now, on the winning side of things, Dak Prescott, 29 for 41, 299, three touchdowns, no picks, and that badass flex in the face of some Seattle linebacker. Love that. Handoff. No, it's a keeper. Dak Prescott has some space and a blocker. He'll get inside the 10. He gets close to first down yardage and has some words for Reek Woolen. Tony Pollard, 20 carries for 68 yards and a touchdown. He did with badly on chipping a linebacker. I think it was Jordan Brooks leading to a third down sack in the red zone, which, of course, led to one of four field goals for Brandon Aubrey. Brandon Cooks had a touchdown catch. So did Jake Ferguson, and so did CeeDee Lamb. Steps up, throws back in the end zone. There's CeeDee Lamb tumbling, but he gets both feet down. Touchdown, Cowboys, and they retake the lead. That CDTD, one of 12 catches on the night for number 88. He racked up 116 yards in the process. Seahawks sacked Dak four times. Dallas only got to Geno once, but Deron Bland did Deron Bland things with yet another pick. Now, no, he didn't make it a pick six, but, man, he is making a run onto the shortlist for Defensive Player of the Year. Dallas outpossessed the Seahawks by 13 minutes. Both teams conspired to combine for 19 penalties for over 250 yards. So, clearly, deep breath, not perfect. But, man, it was fun. Boys, those are the stats. Mike Yam. What's the story? So I got three items for you. Two micro items that are super specific and then one holistic view of how we should be viewing this game. Here's the micro for you. You heard both highlights. Micah Parsons getting after Geno Smith. I think you correctly described it. It wasn't a great defensive effort from the Dallas defense in general. But here's the best part about watching Micah Parsons come up big. When you need a big play, your stars are supposed to be the ones that deliver. And we've seen that repeatedly in all the years that we've all watched football. Micah Parsons did that in a critical moment. So that's one micro. The second micro thing, I could watch DK Metcalf run all friggin' day. And I encourage people to go back. You could YouTube it. I just did it. It is available. <laughs> Buda Baker getting chased down by DK Metcalf. If you want to see... A, effort, and then B, pursuit at a high level. There, That, to me, is one of the best plays. And Buda Baker might be on the short list of my favorite defensive players in the NFL. Metcalf last night watching him run. I mean, he ran angry into the end zone. I loved it. And then the big macro thing. He didn't hit the brakes until he no. was through the paint. Which, very by the way, he almost hurt very himself. Fast. Honestly, didn't it remind you, and Chase, you did this like repeatedly, and I know yeah. even in your athletic career, Drew, you probably did this. You're going through drills trying to impress your coach. Without a doubt. To like on a tryout. 
He ran yeah. into that end zone like he was trying out for the team. Yeah, damn right. That was a combine moment. I loved it. Super loved impressive. it. Uh, and then from a holistic view, I think people thought that this is going to be an easy win for Dallas. And maybe I might have been in that camp as well. I think I was. If I'm being honest, I was. Right? Um, just because of what we've seen. And I, I said this on Wednesday's show on Total Access. I was like, oh, you know, I'm starting to be a believer in this Dallas team. And by the way, I still believe in this squad. But I think we learned something last night. One it's hard to win in the NFL. And just because we see wins every single week doesn't mean it's easy. And Dallas got pushed by a team that was absolutely desperate. And to me, while they're a team that was hovering and they were over 500 and this narrative that Dallas can't beat teams over 500, look, they did it last night and people are going to say, well, they didn't do it convincingly. Like, I don't think it's easy to win in this league. So I'm not ready to, to point to margin of victory as a knock on the Dallas Cowboys. I still think that they are playing arguably the best football in the NFC. I wouldn't put them in front of Philly. I wouldn't put them in front of the Niners. I think they've leapfrogged Detroit in my mind because of what we've seen the last couple weeks. But hat tip in my mind to Dallas. Mikey M's three points, uh, even on a night when the defense didn't excel. You need your defensive stars to step up when it matters most. Micah Parsons did that. Point number two, he loves himself some DK Metcalf. And man, I think we all who watched that game last night will join you. He was fantastic, and he did have a gear that I hadn't seen from him before. And this is a strong, powerful, uh, speedy guy. And he showed me something different last night. And, of course, point number three, which I think, listener, a lot of us may be feeling today, which is really starting to buy in on this Dallas Cowboys team, which is easier to do, Chase Daniel, when you see Dak Prescott playing at what some are calling the best, the highest level of his career. What are you seeing from number four that we are not? With your trained yeah. eye, what are you seeing in the play of Dak Prescott that has launched him into the upper echelon of talent so far this season and, yes, has put him in the MVP race? Yeah, I mean, he's right in the thick of the MVP race. You, you hit it right, right on. And the big thing for me when I watch quarterbacks is how comfortable are you within an offense and an offensive scheme? And you look at, like, since the bye – which was week seven, his last six games, 20 touchdowns, two interceptions, just not turning the ball over. That's the biggest thing that I'm seeing. 20 touchdowns, two interceptions in his last six games. Listener, let that one rattle around in your head. That is probably a a league best, I should think. Yeah, he's he's leading the league right now with 26 touchdown passes going into Sunday. Um, but, 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 But really, it's just when I watch it on film and on tape, and I'm not talking about the TV copy because you can sort of miss some things. I'm talking when I actually get down and study tape, and I've studied really all six of the last Dak Prescott tapes. He just doesn't miss. He's not missing throws. He's making the layups, and he's making the difficult throws as well. 70% completion rate the last six teams. And it's not these dink and dunks either. He's launching the ball down the field. And I think what's helped Dak is obviously that offensive line. Tyron Smith's playing some of the best ball he's played uh, in his career. I think without a doubt this is Dak's best year overall in all aspects of quarterbacking, not just throwing the football, run checks, blitz pickups, audibles at the line of scrimmage here we go like that whole thing like he's how he's yeah. changed it up like it's 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 cool to see and it's it's really i mean aaron Rodgers hit it right on and that's exactly what a lot of us were seeing is just like he's like he's playing some of the best ball out there at the quarterback position when the dallas cowboys needs need him to and that's the biggest thing the whole the whole point of this this whole season right when you came in especially the first five or six games it was like oh my gosh Dallas's defense is all world they're all this and Dak said hold on just wait wait a second like let me get settled and this Mike McCarthy offense because it is different it's changed from Kellen Moore and, and and you know Kellen Moore got fired or let go whatever you want to call it um, because they weren't running the ball. They're still not running the ball. They just have receivers that are stepping up. Jake Ferguson in my opinion is a star in the making like I really Really like that guy. C.D. Lamb, Gallup, Brandon Cooks is coming on, yeah. Pollard out of the backfield. So they look like a really dangerous team. And the fact is, like, you know, they, they played at home. And it was just, for me as a viewer, watching the game last night, I was just enjoying, like, seeing really good ball, like, all across the board from Dallas and from Seattle. Like, yeah, I know the penalty's a little sloppy, but... Yeah, 19 penalties for over 250 yards. That was a bit concerning. Yeah, you just get to respect, though, 
just a really good high scoring offensive yeah, football dude. game and you sit back and you're like that was fun, this is fun right? to watch like, it was fun what? it's fun to watch okay i tell you what let me follow up on something that we heard from our colleague brian baldinger uh earlier today because i know that mike and i both kind of picked our heads up and said well that's interesting and i think you were nodding your head it's possible that baldy just beat you to it but baldy pointed out something in what he is seeing from dak prescott and he called it elite movement that he is perfect with his movement in the pocket. Put a finer point on that for us, Chase. What does Baldy see? What are you seeing in Dak's movement that is different from what we may have seen from Dak in earlier this season and in previous seasons? Yeah, when we were talking to him, everyone was nodding their head. I'm like, yeah, that's exactly the point that um, I'm glad he made because he reminds me of, um, and I was around a, a guy named Drew Brees, who, who, who will be a First ballot Hall Vaguely, favorite. vaguely recall yeah. there being and a Drew Brees in the career, NFL. He had a cup of coffee with the Chargers, I believe Chargers. it was. Yeah, yeah, right. Maybe, maybe most known for his celebrity guest picking on Total Access. <laughs> hey! Anyway, I bring that name up because um, I've been around the league a lot. I've seen a ton of quarterbacks over my 14 years, and Drew was, without a doubt, the best pocket movement quarterback I have seen, maybe because he was short. Yeah. So you, he had to like do these Necessity, little six-inch steps. the mother steps. of invention, yeah. he had to be. And and I really think like just watching him and really studying it, Dak has that knack in him. I'm not saying he's there yet. What are we talking in about? Terms Subtle of movements forward, back, yeah. left, right, as far just as that finding goes, space, finding finding angles for him to see better. What is it? Yeah, it's it's it. All it is is like when you're moving in the pocket. Like what I've seen from this Dallas offense, it's. It's not these underneath quick game throws. They rarely run quick game, actually. It's these deep play action shot plays, which take longer to develop. So even if you're taking a seven-step drop under center, it might take two or three hitches because Mike McCarthy's calling it because their offensive line is holding up. So in situations like that, you're going to get pressure at some point. One of the four D linemen or five guys rushing, you just have to be able to move three inches to their left and one inch up. It's like, it's, I move, I call it in like L's. You're moving in L's. So if you're standing there, you move two to the left, two forward, or you're standing here, you move two to the right, three backwards. So it's all L movements and it's all the while he's keeping his base. That's the biggest thing that people understand. You can move all this pocket movement you want. And if your base isn't set as a thrower, you're going to be inaccurate. He's throwing the ball at a 70% completion rate these past six, six games. So that's the most impressive. And, and, you know, he took a lot of sacks last year. He's not taking a lot of sacks this year. And not only is he moving well within the pocket, he's moving well outside of the pocket. He's knowing when to escape the pocket. He's knowing when to, hey, say, this down's over. Or, like, we were talking about it, and, and Baldy knew exactly what I was talking about. There's a play two weeks ago on a big third and 14, which the conversion rate on third and 14 in the NFL is, like, less than 20%. Okay, so it's difficult. They're backed up. Dak moves, okay, it's a dagger route by Brandon Cooks. He has to move up in the pocket, scrambles out to his left outside of the pocket because he sees the defensive end lose contain. Horrible job by the defensive end, but he gets outside and Cooks is on the same page. He just wraps the dagger back to where he came from. Easy completion. Like things like that, you're seeing that maybe the naked eye can't see or the, the, the untrained eye can't see, but it's just like that every single game. And the consistency and the level at which he does it that's what's most impressive to me. Backed up to their own 16, back to throw, rolls to his left, looking, stops, sets his feet, throws to the middle, and Cooks is there at the 40-yard line. First down. Let's do it the hard way. What do you say? Mike Yam, Chase Daniel talks about L's, those little L's in the pocket, those subtle movements that allow a quarterback a better line of sight and perhaps a better throwing lane uh, to be more effective, 70-plus completion percentage, as Chase called out. The MVP conversation, I wouldn't have put Dak in it after five or six weeks of the season, even with a couple of impressive wins. He certainly deserves to be in it now. How close is he to getting your vote? He's in the conversation, but I, I'm going to circle back on something that I've been saying for a few weeks here, and, and it really stems off of the C.J. Stroud conversation. It's hard for me, and C.J., it wasn't as if he doesn't deserve, because he's been, he's been terrific. you got to win games, in my mind, and I think that's why Dallas, and, and more specifically Dak, in my mind, is ahead of C.J. Stroud. I was watching game day final at the end of Thursday night uh, football, and Mike Robb, you could tell – he said, yeah, he's absolutely in the conversation, but we all know Mike Robb just from working with him. It, it was almost like it needed to be pulled out of him for a second, and I'm I'm with him. And, and he name-checked Lamar, and he name-checked Patrick Mahomes, and in my mind, those guys still need to be in front of Dak, but there's no, no doubt in my mind, Dak's in front of C.J. Stroud. 
win-loss record is there. The statistics are there. And Dak's doing something we haven't seen him do in previous seasons, which is keep the turnovers to a minimum. And they're winning football games. And in my mind, that's what matters the most. He was L lambasted for being a profligate. Uh, way too many turnovers over the yeah. last couple of seasons, specifically last season. Um, but he is lordly now. There's another L for you. Uh, incomplete command, Baldy uh, said earlier today. And it's hard to find a better description than that. Dak Prescott is a very confident quarterback in complete command of his faculties and he is leading with a little bit of a grit I called it out when I went through the stats guys but there was something Mike when I saw him flex on that linebacker who attempt you know who tackled him but Dak had picked up the first down on the very next play it was a touchdown there is a different something from this player and it's it's shown not just in his play, but also in the way that he carries himself, sure. in his attitude, in his ferocity. Uh, happy players are dangerous players. Dak is enjoying himself right now. Can I throw something your way, Chase, on this very subject? Because it was brought up. It's been brought up now over the last couple of weeks or so. Is you, you got little ones. When you get your first kid, because Dak is now about, you know, his, his wife is, is, I think it's his wife, but you know, basically they're expecting their first child. It's a daughter, and he's excited about that. He's talked about being a girl dad. Does that change your disposition oh, as a player? Yeah, totally. How? Totally. And, and, and so I can speak from my um, experience. And the biggest thing for me, like, and for players, like, I didn't have my first kid until 2017. So that was eight years in seven years into the league. Yeah, I was 28, seven years into the league. And so you get so in sort of similar timing to Dak, actually, Dak's in his eighth year, which is crazy. But you sort of get um, lost in football and it becomes your identity. And, it, and, and quite honestly, it's hard for it not to become your identity sure. when you're playing at a level like this. And so it is always that thing like, hey, what's more important than football? Well, for me, it's faith and family. And I, at times, you can have your priorities rearranged and switched. And so that moment when we found out, from the second we found out my wife was pregnant with Preston, it just adds a whole nother layer of who you are as a being. It changes your entire being. It changes your mindset. It changes why you're doing this. And honestly, it was like a really good, just like step back moment for me personally, because you're able to, hey, like, dude, football, like it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like in the whole scheme of life, like you get to play this for 15 years if you're lucky. Really three is the average career. And so it just, it brought, especially when we had like two or three, now we have three now, but then going home, it would just like sort of reset. Cause I would always end up bringing football home with me. I would always end up like, Hey, like I missed this pass in practice, like just so pissed off about it. But like when you have a kid, it changes and it's like, Man, like you get to go in and it's total dad mode because if you're not in dad mode when you walk in, the three crazy kids that are just pent up and a wife that's tired, like you got something else coming to you, man. And nobody wants to hear about nobody, the past that you missed in yeah, practice. Uh, yeah, and, and, and honestly, it's like, man, like it just it takes your mind and it should take your mind off of football because it, it you're going to get burned out eventually. You can't be thinking about sure. football 24-7 and no NFL player does. It's not good. They, people, a lot of guys play video games is their escape or their family or golf. You got to have it like that. And to me, it was without a doubt with kids. So Mike, yeah, let this be a lesson to you uh, coming from a father of an 18 month old. No. Um, and I think Chase to a degree, obviously I don't have an NFL experience to share other than working here at NFL media, but I will say that decisions made under stress, when you are stressed out about your job, when you're stressed out about whatever it is you do, listener, maybe it's a relationship, maybe it's health, whatever it is, Decisions made and action within stressful environments tend to be counterproductive and they tend to be hard on the body sure. and they tend to be hard on the mind and hard on the spirit. There is something about that release of having little Henry for me at home where the stress of this goes away because as you said, nobody wants to hear about my shit when I walk no. through the door. So now it's about a non-stress environment or at least about not yeah. bringing these stresses into that environment yep. and maybe it allows you to focus a little bit more on the task at hand when you go back to the field back to the office back to whatever it is you do uh during your days listeners so let chase daniels experience and yes maybe dakota rain prescott's experience be a lesson to you pretty impressive what we're seeing from yep. number four in dallas uh cowboys improved to nine and three next up for them in week 14 the eagles mm. at home 
home. Now, if the Eagles lose to the Niners this week, that game would represent a chance for the Cowboys to even their record with the Eagles at 10-3. and three. Very interesting. Lots to talk about in the days to come on that one. Seahawks fall to 6-6. Six and six. They are now in danger of losing their grip on a playoff spot. Next up for them the Niners, the aforementioned Niners. Still to come on this show, in fact, let's do it next, a closer look at the game of the week. Niners and Eagles in Philly. Eagles, the home dog in this one is Jason Kelsey Wright. Do hungry dogs run faster? Let's see what these guys have to say about it on NFL Total Access, the podcast coming up next. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Thank you for listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. Welcome back to our viewer's guide, our listener's guide to week 13 in the NFL. Andrew Levy with Chase Daniel and Mike Yam coming up in a moment. Game picks and score predictions for every remaining week 13 game, including the NFC Championship rematch between the Niners and Eagles in Philly. So let's talk about that game in a segment I'm calling Paint the pick. I want Chase and Mike to paint a picture for us as to why they made the pick they did in the two games where they disagree, starting with Niners Eagles. Niners favored by two and a half. I've seen it as high as three. Keep in mind the line opened with Philly as a one-point favorite. But the money is moving the line the way of the Niners. The total for this game, 47.5. Now, Chase Daniel and Mike Yam disagree on this game, which I love because I can't make up my mind what I think is going to happen. Mike Yam, let's start with you. Why is the line right? Why are the Niners the team to beat in this game? So I, I wasn't aware who was the favorite in this game. Is that Elaine Johnson situation? It's the only know. thing that I Dallas can Dallas Goddard's doubtful. Okay. I, 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 was so just, I don't know if it switched it that much. Injury that news much. may have certainly helped, but mm-hmm. I do get a sense, Mike, that there's this kind of like overarching feeling out there in the public and even within this building that the Niners may be a better football team. team. Yeah, which is the exact reason why I ended up going with the San Francisco 49ers. I was surprised once again that they were the favorite, also considering that this game is being played in Philadelphia. 
Yeah. I know what it's like to be in the Northeast. I, I'm from the Northeast. I know what it's like to live in the Bay Area. Uh, from a, a weather standpoint, that could be a factor. I haven't looked at what the forecast. I have looked be. at the weather yeah, forecast right a couple it? days ago. The 10-day forecast suggested that there's a 55% chance of precipitation come game time Ooh, in Eagles. Philly, which Not David Carr, David Carr no. sat in this chair and said, uh, rain is the only worry yeah. for me with regards to Brock Purdy. If we it rains, that. his confidence in the Niners starts to wane a little bit, and it may just rain. 80% chance of rain on Now Sunday. it's up to yeah. 80. That's that's not a good call. I, maybe, oh, I'm not going to switch, but, <laughs> the, you know, but here, here's, I, look, I would be the, I wouldn't be the first person to make a switch on a pick oh. before the show. Oh. One time, no, 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 one, one time. time. Story to come, um, listener. One time. No, he, weeks. Look, big picture, by the way, if, if weather is a factor here, remember, we saw Brock Purdy in the rain against Cleveland, Cleveland and that did not no, look good. No, it didn't. Um, here, here's what I'll tell you. Look, defensively, I, I think relatively evenly matched. I'd still give the edge. We did this on Total Access earlier this week. I'd still give it to the 49ers. Statistically speaking, they are doing a better job this season than Philadelphia, which is hard to imagine considering how, how Philly was a season ago. But it's a different season here. I think there's more offensive weapons and more firepower. Not a ton more on the Niners' side, I, I just think they're a better football team. And also when I consider they're undefeated this season when Trent and Debo mm. are healthy out in the lineup. Mm. And mm. if this becomes a run-heavy game, you know this, man. Trent Williams is like yeah. a walking eclipse. Yeah. I, I think that's going to be a hard that's a hard matchup here. I think there's a heavy, heavy dose of Christian McCaffrey. I just, once again, I don't even know if we've seen Philly, A, play their best game for you know a, a full game. No. It's playing with fire and i give a lot of credit to jalen hurts man i used this phrase earlier this week the dude is flatline doesn't matter how big the scenario doesn't matter how the deficit is he figures out ways to get it done i just think you're playing with fire a lot and that's why i like the niners okay chase daniel mikey m makes a rather convincing argument on behalf of the favored san francisco 49ers why are you why do you remain unconvinced jalen hurts yeah easy as that i mean like the dude i mean flatline is great i'm gonna use that in today's show um but like flat like it, it is it is, it is that way, and he sort of embodies just like the demeanor and the attitude of Philly, man. Like Philly no just has that like underdog mentality. Jalen had to transfer, got benched in a championship game, like went lost the uh, Super Bowl last. Like all this stuff on Jalen's shoulders to me. Like is one player going to change the game? No, but you look last week and you look at Buffalo and their game against Buffalo and Jalen Hurts absolutely took over that game the last 23 plays of the game which was the game tying drive at the end of the fourth quarter and the game winning drive in overtime i watched those two or three times and i was just like man this is this is poetry motion and it was rainy and wet yes it was. in that game yes, it was. so i do think that weather now that we know it's going to be rainy it's going to be 55 degrees it's going to be chilly San Fran's not used to playing on that. Now, I will say that San Fran is built for that type of game. Yeah. And they have played that type of game against Cleveland. Should have won, honestly, was a missed field goal yeah. away from winning. Um, but this 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 game has game of the year like quality. Like this, this is going to be amazing to watch. I love that it's in the one o'clock window or the the late the late window of games, right. um, which is just you know this this game could easily have thirty five million people yeah, tune in yeah. to, to watch it. I mean, it's, it's just that kind of matchup. The three of us will be three yeah. of the thirty five million. Um, we are going to get both Mike Yam and Chase Daniels finer point projections on this game. We're going to get their score predictions here in a little bit. I don't want to give it away now, but I want to follow with you, Chase, on something. I I've always wanted to ask a player about this because, Mike, I think you'll agree with me. We in the media tend to create certain narratives, and I think we convince ourselves that we are tapping into narratives that exist, and on our best days, I think we are. But we often throw out the disrespect angle, as if somehow the line is disrespecting the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm -hmm. They're the home team. They're the underdog. They've been disrespected yeah. in an NFL locker room. Does that carry any weight at all, or is that a construct of ours to create drama where, let's be honest, these two teams will provide plenty of it on their own? I, I, I don't think it's that big of a deal it inside isn't. locker rooms. I, I, do, I, do think, I don't think you look at, like, hey, we're five-point dogs in this game or, or whatever. Um, what I do think is that guys pay attention to media. I mean, I, you can tell me – you can't tell me that they don't. You're aware I, of it. I, very. People are very aware of it. Now, you read some, your some own clippings. They I, always I say read, don't so, do it, so but you do. When, when I, I mean, I'm gonna be honest. When I'm in, in in college or in high school or in the pros, 
and I was playing at all, I would read every single thing written about me because I wanted to know the narrative. I wanted to know what was out there. You could tell Dak. In order to you control could tell it, it or was it a moment no, of vanity? No, 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 no. I just, I just wanted to know what was being said. So if I get surprised in a press conference or Copy something, that. like Copy I that. wanted to make sure I was yeah. prepared. And I was pretty like even keel about so it. So these players know about oh, the line for sure. Totally. They and they do you think Nick Sirianni is probably the one who is who is playing that trumpet yes. saying you guys are being disrespected. Go prove that they're wrong. I think some some version of that is definitely being But maybe it said. means and more I, but to it's only, I guarantee you it's only once and it's just like hey you guys know like their favorite. What's okay, so, and it's like such in passing where that's the best type of coaches. It's not like you harp on it. It's no. just like hey you you guys know this, right? Yeah. And it might be just with the captains. You know what I mean? Like it might just be with the captain. It might not. Be. So every head coach has so a different way of doing it. So the seeds in little subtle yeah. ways. Okay, so the respect angle or lack thereof may be more of a construct of ours than it is for NFL players. What about revenge? What about when yeah. you look back 100%. at the last time that these two played yeah. and that the Niners were adamant coming out of that game that had Brock Purdy not gone down, had Plan B not gone awry, <laughs> yeah. that they would have won that they game. Hard to believe in 31-7 game. But, of course, it wasn't a real game when you consider that Brock Purdy went down in the first series yeah. how much does revenge play a role do you think about that Huge. have these guys been been in pain in some ways since that loss and ready to right the wrong now yeah i mean def definitely revenge for sure that especially, matters especially especially in the nfc championship game you had a trip yeah. on the super bowls and brock pretty went down in the first series like forget about it brock pretty it's your starting quarterback, quarterback yeah. like that got every single rep of every single practice going into that game. And then you have CMC out there. Of course, that's why it was 31 to seven. So I do think, I don't necessarily think it's like shaped the 49ers um, locker room, but I guarantee it, it is being talked about this week. Okay, so uh, respect, we may make too much of it. Revenge, maybe we don't talk about that enough. Yeah. Mikey, I'm, I'll finish with you on this. Isn't the fact that the Eagles are finding ways to win? You and I watch this team in our division. You a Giants fan, me a Commanders fan. We see this team finding ways to win. We convince ourselves that they didn't deserve that dub, and yet they continue to walk away with that dub time and time again, no matter who they're facing. Isn't that the detail that carries the most weight? This experience, this muscle memory of getting into a routine of winning, or would you argue, as maybe you did before, if I didn't catch that, that they're playing with fire, yeah. that the – arithmetic suggests that they're going to get burned one of these days and you think that that day is Sunday. Yeah, I look, I, it's hard for me to argue both points because they are polar opposites, but I think there's something to be said for both things. I think it, it hurts in this situation because I do think the Niners are a better football team right now. I think they're just playing better overall than Philadelphia. That said, I was watching Dak Prescott after Thursday night's win, and he had said winning close I think there's something to that to get pushed. And I don't think getting an L during the season is the worst thing at all at, in, in the world. Like no. facing some adversity, you need that. And I think some teams maybe need it a little bit more. And I'll take the team that's grittier. You know, Chase said it, and, and I agree with him, man. Like Jalen Hurts, if they win this game, yeah, like they got Jalen Hurts on that team. There's this grittiness about him where it doesn't matter how big the stakes are. Not only does he does he play well through it, but you believe. Like I remember watching Tom Brady when he was at the Patriots. They might be down. Tom Brady. Game. It's a name like Drew Brees that I think <laughs> there's a there's a, there's something in my head rattling Michigan around. Guy? Yeah. Yeah. Michigan guy. Yeah. That's right. I Michigan, heard, I heard Michigan guy. Yeah, and yeah, they yeah. weren't stealing signs at that point. The um, <laughs> you know like he'd step out onto the field and if it was a final drive you're like yeah they're gonna win yeah there's like this sense of belief and i think that's really important for football teams and i think this eagles team specifically is getting that over the last couple of weeks which makes them dangerous like do i think the niners are a better football team right now yeah do i think that that might be the case in the playoffs maybe not I, and I think that's kind of the best part about watching an NFL season unfold. Mike M has made a very convincing argument on behalf of the Niners. Chase Daniel has made a rather convincing argument on behalf of the Eagles. We will get their game scores for that contest in a moment. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 
37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. NFL Total Access, the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, Andrew Levy, with our Friday Game Picks experts, Chase Daniel and Mike Yam. Mike and Chase do not agree on the Niners and Eagles game. We just talked that one out, and we will have their scores for that game and every other game this week in a moment. But first, gentlemen, you also disagree on... Broncos, Texans. Texans, the home team, favored by three and a half. Mike Yam, you picked the Broncos last week, and you were right. Why the faith again in them this week? A, they're really hot right now. Uh, to me, there's yeah. there's a momentum factor. And for as good as we want to make this a quarterback conversation, it has way more to do with what they are doing on the ground. The running game for Denver has been really impressive the more I watch it, where I go, hey, like this is a scary football team. And then defensively, they've stepped it up. You look at the first five weeks of the season versus what we've seen over the last couple of weeks, it's a 20-point difference. Yeah. I mean, that is historic. I don't know if you could ever point to a turnaround in season like we're watching from a Broncos perspective. Perspective. I, I can look up the stats and maybe when Chase is answering, I can give you the exact number. I think the Broncos are going to be a postseason team. They need this game specifically to get there, and they'd be one of I think they'd be the fifth team in the Super Bowl era to start one and five and make the postseason. Mm. The Texans are a good football team. They really are. And it's impressive what we've seen from CJ Stroud. Starting to see some moments of vulnerability. Yep. And I think Denver gives it to him. Now, once again, I wouldn't be shocked. Like, I, I could very easily make yeah. a case for the Texans. Um, I just felt a little bit more confidence in Denver on the road. Mike M has his eye on the Broncos. He picks the Broncos to beat the Texans by what score I will reveal shortly. But his reason for picking the Broncos, it's not about Sean Payton. It's not about Russell Wilson. It's not about any of those guys. It's a guy by the name of Uncle Mo. Momentum, a hot team, and he does not see that hot streak ending now. Chase Daniel, you picked against the Broncos in Week 12. You were wrong. Whatever happened to the fool me twice, shame on me metric. Yeah. I mean, look, uh, you make a compelling argument on the Broncos, and and he he is right. Like like when you get hot on an NFL like team, and and you're rolling, and you it it transforms everything about your facility, everything about your team. The the lunch people are excited to serve you more. <laughs> the equipment staff hand out more goodies. The athletic trainers are like, it's just. It really does. It really does that. And you can feel, and you just try to ride that high and ride that momentum. Um, but at the end of the day, I, th I think it just comes down uh, more so. Uh, CJ Stroud is the easy answer. To me, it's D'Amico Ryans and, and what he's done on that defense. I just don't know if Denver is going to be able to score enough to comp uh, like to win. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I, and, and I say that because, yeah, I mean, look, the, the, D'Amico is going to have a good plan for this run game because that, that really is what's yeah. what's carrying this team now. I thought Russ has played really well, especially of, of late diving into his film. Um, and, and so much of it's like what I'm used to running in, in New Orleans with Sean Payton. And you can tell their relationship has gotten um, like on the field is, is, is really in sync right now. But I just think D'Amico is going to have a good plan. And, and I think that at the end of the day, that offensive coaching staff for the Texans, there's one thing that C.J. Stroud cannot do and that's turn the ball over a punt or a field goal or a sack 
is good in this game. That to me, this to me is going to be a big game for CJ Stroud's growth because this is, I mean, who thought two, six, and five teams would be a good yeah. game? This yeah. is an exciting game for a very me to watch. exciting game and playoff uh, playoff implications i should yeah. say or trying to say definitely on the line if you look at the afc playoff picture the colts are the seven seed that's the final wild card spot these two teams the texans are eight the broncos are nine so broncos need to leapfrog the texans in order to get into the postseason club yeah. uh they have the second easiest strength of schedule the rest of the way mikey m is this a playoff team talking about Denver yes yeah no there's no question at least in my mind and by the way speaking of turnovers number one in takeaways in the mm-hmm. NFL with 22 the Denver Broncos so you're you're on to something yeah. there I look I don't think th- I think you look at the last three seeds uh the Steelers to me have seven and four yeah they, they've turned the corner yeah. I I would actually lock them in to a postseason spot based off of what yeah. I saw from their offense and I know what their defense can do I have massive questions around Cleveland, Cleveland at and six. Colts, right? The Cleveland Colts Browns right now are going to be starting Joe Flacco this weekend, not DTR in concussion protocol. Uh, Miles Garrett, look, these guys are not robots. Pain is a real thing. Yeah. Shoulder injury, like I, I, I get concerned about them. And the Colts, keep in mind, they, they've already beaten the Texans, which means when they play at the end of the year, there's a tiebreaker scenario. Like there's a lot of pressure. Yeah. A, a week ago, I felt like the Texans would be in the postseason. I started going through like the, the wins and the losses and the remaining schedule. I'm like, damn, the Colts are going to be a playoff team. Zach Moss is really good. And I get there's no Jonathan Taylor. So I like the Colts uh, grabbing a seventh or an eighth, or excuse me, a sixth or a seventh seed. I think the Broncos find a way into the postseason. Sean Payton, 23 and nine, I believe is the number I recall against rookie quarterbacks. But mm-hmm. as Chase Daniel has reminded us, CJ Stroud, no not exactly no. your run of the mill <laughs> rookie quarterback and finally boys I want to ask you about the Jets game originally you disagreed on Browns and Rams and Chase Daniel in an act of uh, really worried uh, about me really you know blatant (laughs) flip-flopping has joined Mike Yam's side of the ledger and has picked the Rams to win it I'll have scores for you in a moment but both of you have picked the Jets to beat the favored Atlanta Falcons Neither of you, but you both shook your head when you heard that the yeah. Jets were, in fact, the underdog in this game. Both of you, you didn't think too very too long about this one. This was an easy call for you. Why? Yeah, um, for me, it's you're in, you're playing outside. It's a dome team, and you're playing outside in New York against a defense like that. So I just, I mean, it's, I mean, there's a there's a look on a Chase Daniel's deal. face, a yeah. very quizzical, bewildered yeah, look. Like, what am I, like, what am I missing here? Like that, that's the thing. I mean, look, the quarterback position. For the Jets, yeah, okay, okay, that's that's a question mark. But you could add, but you could actually say, is the question mark any smaller in Atlanta? Yeah, yeah. So it's it's interesting. I mean, this is going to be a good test for for the uh, for the Falcons. Definitely going up there. I mean, more power to them. And Bijan Robinson, heavy dose. I'm guessing, you know, yeah. if the weather's bad up well. there, it's it's going to be it's probably going to be bad weather. Going to be cold. But a dome team going on the road uh, in December is you know, in general, like we always struggle with that in New Orleans, like playing on the grass. I know it's turf, but playing outside yes, sir. Yes, sir. in the weather where you're a dome team, it, it matters. Falcons a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, Chase Daniel unmoved. Likes the Jets. So does Mike Yam. Did you go back and forth on this one, or were you pretty locked in on gangrene I, from the beginning? I haven't been high on Atlanta. I've gotten burned a couple times too, with the Falcons actually. in these picks because yeah. they've won some home games that I didn't think they were going to win. Just don't feel great about this team. I, I don't even know if you have my score in front of but it was, like, ridiculously low. I legitimately yeah. think that there's a defensive touchdown for the Jets. I can see a turnover pick six kind of thing yeah. in, in a game like this. Bijan, by the way, does scare me because he really has the these last two games and these back-to-back games, 15-plus carries, 90-plus rushing yards um, in weeks 10 and 12. Week 11 was a buy for him. Like, he's coming on strong, but I, I like the Jets' defense. I'll have that score for you, listener, in a moment. But first, let's thank today's special guests, Chase Daniel, Mikey Am, the two best game pick and score prediction boys in the business this season. Yeah. I'd bet my, my salary on it. Well played, guys. Really a pleasure to have Thanks you. Thank you so us. much for making the time. You're the best, man. Please join us after the break for a segment we call Crystal Ball. And that's right, we're finally, we've arrived. Game picks, score predictions for every remaining Week 13 game coming up on NFL Total Access, the podcast, right after this. We interrupt this podcast for the best three minutes in fantasy football brought to you by the fantasy phenom himself. It's Adam Rank's three-minute warning for Week 13. Rankster, edify, educate the mic is yours. Thank you so much, Andrew. Time now for three great minutes of fantasy football talk. And I want to go with the big game. 
The Eagles, the 49ers, the rematch of last season's NFC Championship game, a potential preview of this year's NFC Championship game. We're starting so many players in this game, but the biggest question I get, what do we do with Brock Purdy? And this might shock some of you, but we're starting him. He's had at least three touchdown passes in two of his last three games. The Philadelphia Eagles, the vaunted Eagles defense, has allowed close to 20 fantasy points per game to quarterbacks over the last four weeks. That's the most in the NFL. As a matter of fact, they've allowed five top two fantasy quarterbacks this season. I'm starting Brock Purdy along with just about everybody else in this contest. Let's go over three must starts at the quarterback position. In addition to Brock Purdy, we love Sam Howell. In this matchup, as a matter of fact, you can start him in Tua Tungavailoa in what should be a shootout. It's time to put some respect on the name of Russell Wilson. He's been one of the most consistent quarterbacks in the NFL over the last couple of weeks. I consider him a must-start quarterback. And then you got Gardner Minshew. If your league does not penalize you severely for interceptions, I like this matchup against the Titans. The way you attack Tennessee is through the air. Let's go with three must-start running backs. Ramadre Stevenson, regardless of the quarterback situation for the New England Patriots, Stevenson is a must-start. He is a great receiver out of the backfield. He is going to score well over double-digit points for you. Zach Moss is going to get the start for the Indianapolis Colts. I know I'm giving you two Colts here, but people are asking me, what do we do with Zach Moss? Because it is difficult to run on the Titans. I still feel very confident in Zach Moss. And what about Devin Singletary? Devin Singletary is having the season we wanted Damian Pierce to have. We are starting him this week. We are not even thinking about it. How about three must-start wide receivers? Garrett Wilson, despite the fact that Tim Boyle is the quarterback this week, I say you got to go with Garrett Wilson. The thing of it is, he's going to get the majority of the targets. We saw last week, a garbage time touchdown still counts. We love Puka Nakua, despite the fact that he's got a very tough matchup against the Cleveland Browns. And believe it or not, Deontay Johnson. Did it appear he quit on a play last week? Yes, but he took ownership of it. And you know Mike Tomlin is going to do everything in his power to get him the football. And there you go, Andrew. Thank you so much for once again welcoming me to the show. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. I'm your host, NFL Network senior writer Andrew Levy, at your service. And our next topic is the final topic. It's what you've been waiting for. It's called Crystal Ballin'. Mike Yam and Chase Daniels game picks and score predictions for every remaining Week 13 game, starting with... Chargers Patriots. The Los Angeles Chargers, the underwhelming and hugely disappointing Los Angeles Chargers, a road favorite. The line, five and a half. The total, 40 and a half. Both Mike Yam and Chase Daniel agree the Chargers will win it quite comfortably when you hear their scores. Mike Yam's final score, Chargers 27, Patriots 17. Chase Daniel's final score, Chargers 28, Patriots 14. Cardinals Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers, the home favorite by five and a half. The total for this game, 41 and a half. Quick shout out to Steelers Depot. Very nice to know you guys are listening. I appreciate it. And what you heard on this show probably did smack as disrespect when I said that I'd like to see the current AFC wild cards make way for the Texans and the Broncos and the Bills. But as you rightly quoted me, I want the teams playing the best football to be in the tournament. And as I see it, or at least as I saw it a week ago, that hasn't been you. And yet, you have a schedule that is favorable. You have a coach that is indefatigable. You have a defense that is undeniable. And you have a culture that is incomparable. And combined, well, those forces may just shut me up and every other doubter with me. And if you do, Steelers Nation, I'll be the first in line to give you the respect you deserve and to give Mike Tomlin the Coach of the Year award, which he very well may have already earned. Both Mike Yam and Chase Daniel agree. Steelers, your run to the last laugh here loses no speed this week. Mike Yam's final score, Steelers 24, Cardinals 15. Chase Daniel's final score, Steelers 24, Cardinals 10. Broncos, Texans. 
Houston Texans a three and a half point favorite at home. Now you heard us discuss this game a little bit ago. The total for this game, 47 and a half. Mike Yam would like us to sound the upset alert. He's got the Broncos, the road underdog, winning this one by a point, 24-23. Chase Daniel says, don't believe it, don't buy it. The Texans will win it behind C.J. Stroud. Final score, Texans 24, Broncos 21. Lions Saints. The Detroit Lions, the road favorite by four and a half. The total for this game, 46 and a half. Both Mike and Chase say the Lions will prove their favored status. Mike Yam's final score, Lions 28, Saints 24. Chase Daniels, final score, Lions 31, Saints 20. Colts, Titans. The Indianapolis Colts, a road favorite by one and a half. The total for this game, 42 and a half. I, for one, am slightly puzzled by the fact that the Colts are a road favorite in this game, but I have a little bit of Titans fandom in my family, so maybe I'm not seeing things very clearly. Mike Yam and Chase Daniel both agree the Colts will win it. Mike Yam's final score, 23-20. Chase Daniel's final score, 28-17. Falcons, Jets. The Atlanta Falcons, the road favorite by one and a half. The total for this game, 34, very low. Mike Yam and Chase Daniel agree. Let's sound the upset alert. Mike Yam says the Jets will win it in a very low scoring game, 14 to 12. Chase Daniel says a little bit more scoring, but no doubt about the winner. He has the Jets winning this one, 23-16. Dolphins Commanders. The Miami Dolphins go into Washington a nine and a half point favorite. The total for this game, 49 and a half. Mike Yam didn't spend too much time worrying about this one. He's got the Dolphins winning by nine, 33-24. Chase Daniels spent even less time worrying about this one. He's got the Dolphins winning big, 38-17. Panthers, Buccaneers. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a home favorite by five and a half. The total for this game, 36 and a half. Mike Yam, Chase Daniel, agree. The Bucs, the home team, win it. Mike Yam says the Bucs win it 27-20. Chase Daniel says the Bucks win it 24-17. Let's turn to unquestionably the game of the week, Niners Eagles. The San Francisco 49ers a road favorite by two and a half. The total for the game is 47 and a half. Mike Yam says, believe it, the 49ers will win it in a thrilling game according to this scoreline, 33 to 30. Chase Daniel, well, you heard him hint about it earlier. He says, do not buy it. Sound the upset alert. The Eagles will take it in an even tighter game. Final score, Philadelphia 28, San Francisco 27. Browns Rams. The Los Angeles Rams, the home favorite by three and a half. The total for this one, 39 and a half. Both Mike Yam and Chase Daniel agree the home team takes it. The Rams win it. Mike Yam's final score, Rams 23, Browns 16. Chase Daniel's final score, Rams 21, Browns 17. Quick update on this game. DTR Dorian Thompson Robinson remains in concussion protocol, meaning Joe Flacco is expected to start for the Browns. 38-year-old Joe Flacco, former Super Bowl MVP Joe Flacco, will start for the Cleveland Browns on Sunday against the Rams. Let's turn now to the Sunday night fixture between Chiefs Packers. This one in Lambeau, Kansas City, the road favorite by six. The total for this game, 42 and a half. Mike Yam says the line is exactly right. He has the Chiefs winning by six, 27-21. Chase Daniel says it will be a 15-point spread in the end. Chiefs take it, 28-13. And the final act of Week 13 drama, the Monday night football game between Bengals-Jags. The Jacksonville Jaguars, an eight and a half point favorite at home. The total for this game is 48 and a half. Mike Yam sees a nine point gap in the end. His final score, Jags 30, Bengals 21. Chase Daniel says the Jags win by two touchdowns in the end. His final score, Jags 31, Bengals 17. Okay, listener, there you have it. 
game picks and score predictions for all of the remaining Week 13 games. Thank you so much to Mike Yam and Chase Daniel for those picks. Listener, please use this as a guide only to better understand and better enjoy these games. And always, if you do wager a buck or two, do it wisely, do it soberly, and do it within your means. Thanks again to Mike Yam and Chase Daniel. Please join us next week, Tuesday, when we will recap all of the best Week 13 action and look ahead to a fascinating Week 14, which includes, yes, a game between the Eagles and the Cowboys in Dallas. Cannot wait for that, but let's, uh, you know, watch some Week 13 games first. Enjoy the games. I hope your team wins. I hope your fantasy team wins too, damn it. You know, unless you're playing me. Till Tuesday, look after each other. Take care of you. Take care of your crew. Be safe and ciao for now. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.